the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. Y'all know I'm a bad girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least to the left. But to you guys, I'm your buddy. Here every night of the week, 6 to 8 p.m., Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week. And I've been known to bust through a dy- uh, donut or two along the way. I'm busting through some kind of sweets every night of the week. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight because we got a rockin' show, a bad, bad show to bring to you guys tonight. Bad as in good. I think the kids still say that these days. We've got uh, Dr. Frank is going to be here. So much talk, actually, amidst everything else that's going on. Lots of continued talk about the election in uh, 2020. So Dr. Frank's going to be here and give us an update on that. That's coming after the first break. Um, Gee, uh, I, I, I was, there's so much breaking news today. I wasn't sure. Um, there's, there's an, a crazy story going on with Twitter. And we've been talking, everybody's been talking about Twitter and Elon Musk. And we played clips last night about him talking about free speech and how important that is to society. So I, I was actually torn on which topic to open with tonight. Do we go with continued fallout as the masks? heard dropped it could be heard dropping uh from 30,000 feet up in the skies yesterday or do we talk about the assault on a woman uh, uh, in simply because of her exercising her first amendment rights and i decided to go since there's breaking news on it i decided to go with the masks her dropping around the world but before we get into that i got to tell you guys how you can be a part of the andrea k show you can give us a call in fact you can do so at any time including right now 888-344-11 70. That's 888-344-1170. You can email me at andreakshow.com. Got some emails actually just, just now that I will share with you throughout the show tonight. Um, and I, and of course, my man who takes your calls, and I'm going to even give you more details on how you can call in and be a part of the show 24 hours a day a little bit later on. But before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother, the man who takes your calls and keeps all things rolling here on my show every night of the week is the man, the myth, the legend. It's DJ Taterskins. The state of Florida and our pension system, we have shares of... DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, he another great win for DeSantis. Shares of Potato Skins. He has Twitter. Now he's got me. So That's great. right. And, and in fact, we're going to be talking about the man. Speaking of the man, the myth, the legend. It's, More good news. You said it every day. It's like it's like another day, another great news story out of Florida, FLA, with 
Ron DeSantis. I was trying to come up with a three letter <laughs> DES, maybe. Great story out of FLA with the DES. Maybe that's what we're going to call him short for DeSantis. But he that's, doesn't back down. I love He that. ain't backing down. Um, neither is the DOJ, apparently, when it comes to f- control over your bodies and forcing masks on you when you fly. And yesterday, or the day before, I think it was, no, Peter Ducey asked Jen Psaki yesterday. I didn't pull this clip from it because we got enough clips to share with you guys, Jen Psaki. But um, yesterday when the news broke out of Florida that this judge had decided to observe the rule of law as well as how our government works in terms of agencies, he asked her, how come you guys, what's with this one? We don't have to wear a mask because I'm sitting here shoulder to shoulder in the White House briefing room. Why, why would we have to do that on, on, on planes, right? I mean, none of this makes sense. It's never made sense because it was never about science. It was always about controlling you. Just like gun control was always is, has always been about people control every mandate. And mandates are not laws, by the way. Every mandate has been not had nothing to do with science. It had nothing to do with virus control. It all had to do with people control. So we have been waiting since that news broke yesterday to um, get an answer as to whether or not the Biden administration was going to respond. Was the DOJ going to respond? And breaking news as we go, go live tonight, the DOJ is going to file an appeal appealing this federal judge ruling. I don't have any information and we will be researching this as to where this appeal goes from here. If it's a district court, you know, I think where it goes from here would be a circuit court, right? Like if you're out here on the West Coast, it would go to what used to be known as the Ninth Circuit Court of Schlemiel's. But then thanks to trauma, they were the most overturned court of appeals in the nation until Trump came in and put some better thinkers um, because the days should be gone in which you think of just anybody with a comma JD after their name and, and or a judge is somebody that actually knows how to use their brain and actually particularly if they came out of one of these ratty formerly known as Ivy Leagues. But now so it's probably going to go to the circuit court. I think out of D.C., hopefully not. I think that's where it's going to go. And But it's going to take a while. And I'm assuming pending appeal, we're still going to be free to um, not wear a mask on federal transit. Um, according to the statement released by Justice Department spokesman Anthony Coley, uh, the they, uh, officials believe that the federal mask order was, quote, a valid exercise of the authority Congress has given this given CDC to protect public health. That's specifically one of the things that the ju- that the judge mentioned was that there was no authority by the CDC to do this. Um, he goes on to say it was, quote, an important authority. The department will continue to work to preserve. Since that seems to be a point of confusion, one of the things that we have to have when we have the Republicans take over the House and the Senate is to have legislation that stops this crap clearly spelled out in legislation that the CDC, that there's not to be any federal agencies seizing control over our businesses and our bodies and our lives under the guise of public health. Um, Coley said the CDC has said it would continue to assess public health conditions. And if the agency determined a mandate was necessary for public health, um, the Justice Department would file an appeal. Um, so that's confusing because now we, we have an appeal. Uh, that's well it hasn't been filed yet evidently so i guess what they're saying is um they're gonna gonna uh, i don't know i'm confused by this because why would they why would they say 
that um, they're going to file an appeal, but then somehow wait for the CDC. I think what they're trying to do is trying to kind trying to bump up, given what this judge's ruling was, that trying to bump up justification for this mandate going forward because they don't have any they don't have any justification. And but but however, what this judge wrote had nothing at all to do with anything related to science necessarily, and whether or not the judge even specifically said, "Look, this isn't about whether or not masks." should be required by people in terms of science or anything else. The way this was implemented was unconstitutional. It's illegal. Yeah, bottom line. They don't, but they don't want to have to argue on the basis of legalities. They don't want to argue on the basis of the U.S. Constitution and law because they want to be able to shred the law at will. And that's probably why they're bringing in the CDC to assess, because basically what they've got to do is cook some books to try to come up with some justification that doesn't have anything to do with rooted in the law to appeal. Kind of like when we did uh, when, when the Supreme Court was hearing arguments that had to do. I don't even remember now what that case was about. Oh, uh, uh, Sotomayor uh, starts talking about lying about how many kids are in the hospital on ventilators. And it was a complete lie. All meant to be all meant to change the conversation from the Constitution to uh, feelings. Uh, Jen Psaki was asked, and, and I, when Jen Psaki, one of the things, let me back up a little bit. One of the things the judge talked about was when an, an agency, before they start getting involved in this kind of crap, they need to be putting out to the public for comments. And I mentioned this last night. We're supposed to be, a, a, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Agencies are not supposed to be just issuing fiats, particularly when it completely controls how we live, our appearance, and our lives, et cetera, is what the judge ruled about. When I think this quote was interesting uh, when Jen Psaki was asked about, hey, people are really happy about this. Did you see all these people on the, on the planes? You know, and this kind of like, hey, y'all got some polling to, 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 to think about here. Are you going to like consider how the American people feel about this? And she said this, clip seven. On the mask mandate, why um, is the DOJ not appealing that? And by not, do you, does the administration risk taking away some of your options for the future, especially if there's some new variants? things happened when we got on the plane. I don't think they've made any announcements at this point in time. So, uh, as we've said, agencies are reviewing step next steps, including the Department of Justice. Uh, traditionally, following court decision, that can take a couple of days. Uh, we've said from the start that our code response should be guided by the science and data and by experts. Uh, and just as a reminder, when we had made this announcement, the CDC said it needed 15 days to assess the impacts of an uptick in cases on hospitalizations, deaths, and hospital capacity. We feel, still feel, that is entirely reasonable based on the latest science. Uh, and public health uh, decisions shouldn't be made by the courts. Uh, they should be made by public health experts. Uh, so again, I can't, I'm not going to get ahead of the Department of Justice. We'll let them uh, make any decisions or announcements. But so they might still appeal is what you're saying. Yeah, it typically takes a couple of days okay. to review and make it. That was actually the wrong clip that I wanted. I wanted the one where she says when she was asked about people, clip seven, when she was asked about people, you know, the videos of people on the planes being happy about it. She said, um, anecdotes aren't data. In other words, they don't care about what your what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, what you feel that you have the right to decide for yourself, that all they care about is the use of the so-called data in which they get to justify controlling your lives. And that's why they're going to go back to the CDC. That's why they're going to use cooked up, you know, like they've done from the beginning, where they've lied to you from the beginning about case counts. They pushed out testing on everybody. And every time you had to be retest, they counted that as a new test. They counted asymptomatic people 
as as sick, even though um, because they were we were forcing people to be tested. Um, they counted. They they uh, uh, overcounted. Um, they 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 said that any everybody and they used the case count also to to control the narrative that any everybody had an equal chance of getting it and dying from it. So they've n- manipulated the data to a gross extent. Um, they continue to lie to the American people as to the hospitalization rates. They continue to lie to people with data, telling people that uh, remind. And, and I want to go through all this and remind people they they continued to, when the data was out there. They continue to lie to people and count anybody who died uh, who was was uh, died with COVID as a COVID death, including somebody who died in a motorcycle accident, somebody fell off a ladder. So th- this is all about trying to use, quote, data, falsifying numbers in order to seize control over our lives. So um, they're not going to stop. And this is one of the things that I wanted to make clear. Back when, and I talked about this last night, back when conservatives were saying, oh, you know, the masks are done, COVID is done. Uh, no, they're never going to stop. And, and the only reason why they're looking at the planes and they're looking at federal transit is because it's the only area with which they can actually centralize a control over our lives. But SCOTUS could have decentralized this from the beginning. SCOTUS could have decentralized from this from the beginning by um, hearing a case a year ago that had to do with mandates, centralized mandates on people. Um, I do want to play this other clip that has to do with this guy, David Ang- Agus, Agus, slamming um, the CDC's confusing mask guidelines Um and then I'm going to respond. And then we're going to take a break and go to Dr. Frank Clipate. CDC did not give guidelines. They're saying, listen, it's no longer mandated. You do what you want. Certain airports saying wear a mask, certain airports not. And that creates a lot of confusion in the country. And there is no leadership at the present time. And there needs to be leadership in areas where you are getting a line in a close confinement, especially people who have medical conditions who have to travel. We need to continue to wear masks until the numbers come down. That being said, I'm not a believer in mask mandates in cities. I think we can go out now without a mask because it's your choice of where to go. Mm-hmm. With travel, unfortunately, it's not your personal choice. So I do think masks are necessary at the present time. It's, it's Let's stop that there because that was the key point for me. And I'm up against a break with Dr. Frank. Listen to what this guy, the, the hypocrisy, the stupidity here. You don't have a choice when you travel. How do you not have a choice when you travel? You have a choice whether or not you want to get on a plane. If you're not comfortable getting on a plane in a confined space with somebody sitting next to you, don't get on a plane. You don't have the right to try to control anybody else and take my choice away as to what to do with my body. But this whole, the key thing here that I want to wrap on with this segment is him talking about leadership and guidelines. Basically, this, trying to remove, this is, um, so much about Marxism has been at play here because Marxism and the community is about us all being treated not as individuals, but as the collective. This has about been, been about from the jump, trying to force us all to be in unison. We're all in this together. No, we're not all, all, all in this together. I'm not responsible for your health in any way. I don't control what you eat. I don't control what drugs you use. I don't control what alcohol you consume. I don't control whether or not you put the fork down. I don't control whether or not you exercise. I and I have the right under the U.S. Constitution to have individual liberty and rights as the individual, and that comes with accountability, right? So this is a continue for them to try to say, and them to try to uh, him to say that we need leadership. What that means is they want controls, centralized controls over all of us with no individual liberty and no individual accountability, and this is the area in which they can control us and keep control on us 
forever. They don't intend to give this up quickly before I go. They're, they have some new um, program coming out, case in point, that talks about wanting to have, quote, federal scientists set up like a weather channel in which they want you to look to them kind of like the weather channel to say, gee, I'm going to have a birthday party this weekend. Do I Should I have a tent and have people over this weekend or should I cancel my birthday party? Um, you know, how is it looking out there? I mean, literally trying to have you not be able to make any decision for your life in any small or large way without checking in with the federal government. That's ultimately what this is about. I don't know how this is going to end up, but we have a window right now. I don't know how long it's going to take before this gets to the, to the, to the court of appeals, but we got a window right now to wise up once and for all. If you have anybody in your life who still holds on to the nonsensical, mind numbingly moronic mindset that this ever had anything to do with your public health, the time to wise up is now because we got a narrow window where we can keep our freedoms. Right. By all us, you want to get you want to form a collective. We need to collectively get together and say, never again are you going to have control over my life and my body when it comes to these masks and when it comes to shots. And the next hour, we're going to be giving you a shocking update on what these shots are all about. But I'm well past a point of a break. I got to bring in my man, Dr. Frank. We're going to shift gears and talk about the election fraud, which had a large part to do with covid. And one of the ways that they were able to get it over on us. Don't go away. Dr. Frank will be here. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. I just went on a rant. My man, Dr. Frank, was wondering if we forgot about it. We would never forget about Dr. Frank. Are you kidding? Dr. Frank is one of the greatest heroes in the country, so I would never forget Well, I told about him we Dr. went on a rant of freedom, and he's like, hey, rants of freedom are good. I think we should do another one. Well, right. Well, you know, he's about trying to preserve our freedom because with the, uh, nothing matters unless elections matter, right? If elections don't matter, then nothing matters because that's how we're supposed to have our voice, and they're trying to, uh, supposed to be of the government of the people, by the people, and for the people, and right now, that's not what happened in 2020, and there's lots of movies coming out. In fact, we've got Dinesh coming on the show next week with his movie 2000 mules we've reached out to to uh, dave bossy from citizens united to come on and talk about their movie 2000 mules is about uh, stuff in the ballot boxes with mail-in ballots i believe um uh, the uh, movie rigged 2020 is about zuckerbucks but y'all know dr frank has been out there at the ground level working at all the different cities and in uh, states out there involving the machines and other areas and he joins me now hey dr frank welcome back Hey, it's great to be with you, Andrea. How are you? I'm great, thanks. It's been so long since you've been here, and I did the introduction because I want to set the stage. There is so much. I'm so sick and tired of people saying that there was no widespread fraud. When we have to have multiple efforts, multiple movies, one just focusing on Zuckerbucks and the bribery scheme that went on with $400 million from Zuckerberg, one that involved the mules all dropping off and stuffing the, the, the drop boxes, which is Dinesh's movie, and then you and your efforts. Efforts, that's some widespread fraud, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad you used the term widespread fraud because guess who else uses that term now after a year of basically dragging his feet? That speaker boss of the Wisconsin State House. He, uh, I met with him about a month ago uh, in private 
with it was me, him, and a couple other uh, key people, including John Eastman, who's probably the leading constitutional scholar in the country. We met him as a last minute thing. I flew in Chicago. The chauffeur drove me, raced me up to the capital of Wisconsin, and it was supposed to be a secret meeting. But when I arrived, there were 10 television crews. Mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> it was a big deal. It had leaked out that we were doing this. We met with them, and the meeting was about an hour and a half long. And in the first 45 minutes, I showed him this, the data for his own state and the evidence for the fraud in his own state. And during that time, he was red-pilled. Which, and I, I use that term. That's when he finally faced the fact that there had been a widespread fraud in his state. Well, what did the second 40? Go ahead. No, you finish up. And then I've got a couple questions. And then the second 45 minutes was John Eastman explaining to him what his constitutional obligations and his constitutional abilities were to deal with the fraud once he had agreed and finally come to grips with the fact that there had been widespread fraud. So that was a big meeting. And he walks out of that meeting. He stands in front of 10 television crews and he tells the world, yep. We had widespread fraud in Wisconsin. So that's huge. Well, it is huge. And, and, I, and, and, and evidence. Go ahead. Well, I started to say it is huge and it should be news all over every, uh, you know, television outlet and every media outlet. But it didn't get reported anywhere. These 10 crews, what they do with that soundbite? Good question. I mean, it, I, I spread it all over social media and, and it's, it's everywhere um, if, if people want to find it. But people don't even know to look for it. Well, that, my, yeah. Well, my so point is the mainstream media is not pushing it out, right? Not oh, even Fox yeah. News. Not even Fox News. No, Fox can't talk about it, Andrea, because Fox, they're under contract. I, I don't know if I told you that story, but I, oh, I've been privy to conversations where, you know, the, the key commentators on that network have come clean that they're not allowed to talk about it. It's right in their contract. They'll lose their jobs if they talk about it. Wow. To describe the fraud that what that was that it that convinced him that red pilled him. Well, there are a couple of things that were the most compelling. First of all, they he had no idea how much his rules were manipulated, and all he had to do is just show him the data for his own state, the voter rolls. For example, just a simple. It's hard to do this without graphs, but I'll give you a simple example. After 2016, 25 percent of the people were removed from from their larger counties. Can you imagine having a voter roll where 25% of the people are removed right after the election? <laughs> then all those 25% are put back in the rolls by 2020. Oh, it's Did magic. Did population grow by 25%? Mm. No, it didn't. And, and so I showed it some, some of his large counties. And he says, well, Dr. Frank, he says, those are just for the three largest counties. So I was ready. My next slide, click showed all 88 of their counties and sure and sure or i don't mean it's not 88 but it's some large number of counties and every single one of ones was being manipulated in that same way so that was a really big realization for him that was the first first thing the next thing is is we have emails from the county clerk of milwaukee we foiled them some of the, our people on the ground there where we have caught them admitting that they received just in that single county 120,000 more ballots than they sent out. Wow. 120,000? Yes. And the margin is only like 20,000 in the the presidential race there. So to receive 120,000 ballots in one county that you didn't send out, that should tell you they're in trouble. 
Um, and that's just one of five counties where the CTCL money, the Zuckerbucks, flowed in to establish a ballot harvesting operation, which was completely documented by their own emails. It's a beautiful thing. Well, 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 it's a beautiful thing. It was able to be discovered. But, you know, we had an election that was stolen in Wisconsin. And I know and I thought I read that one judge actually said that what they had done with the use of the Zuckerbucks and the way that they did with these mail in ballots and all that was not part of the state constitution. But the problem is it was illegal. But the problem is you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, the election. Yeah, well. The whole thing is bad, right? I mean, imagine if you ran the Olympics and discovered that everybody was drugged or something. You got to just run the whole Olympics over again because it was all botched. And that's sort of the situation we're in. Now, what's really difficult about this is, is, is Speaker Voss agreed that, and I haven't even told you all the evidence, but that's, I think I've given you enough of it. He agrees that, that there's widespread fraud in the state. But then he, when he's sitting in front of the cameras, he said, well, yes, so there's widespread fraud in Wisconsin, but there's nothing I can do about it because anything we do, the governor will veto or the sec- or the attorney general will, will will veto. And so that was what was so important about that meeting when we had John Eastman there, because John Eastman taught the speaker that the Constitution, the federal Constitution is absolutely explicit about this. It says that the legislatures have plenary authority over federal electors. Mm -hmm. So in other words, it doesn't matter what the governor thinks. He can't veto this. This legislature has the plenary authority, the ultimate authority to decide what to do with their federal electors. (laughs) But imagine, and people, you know, think that all I'm doing is talking about the Trump and Biden thing. It's not. Imagine if your state was, if your state election was totally hacked, what about all those down ballot races that Mm -hmm. were closed? Yeah. Okay, so this is a big thing because now that he's admitted it, now all those down ballot candidates can all say, "Well, wait a minute, what about my race too?" Wow. So it's going to be it's it's a it's a crisis. It's a crisis of monumental proportions. Now, there's something interesting I learned when I was just there last month was that that Wisconsin has an interesting state law. It says if you have less than 7,500 people in your county, you don't have to use automated equipment. So Ooh. there are 30 counties there that, if they wish now, can opt out of all the electronic voting systems and go back to paper, which is what we've been advocating for all across the country. Because until, until we're back to paper, our elections are totally hackable. Right now, they're just like an open book to the bad guys. Right. Well, so, and not just paper, Well, it, but the same day, because I've had too many yeah. conservatives telling me here, oh, you know, nothing wrong with absentee ballots. Those have checks and balances in them, and I want to be able to, you know, um, vote early or take a vacation. It's and, election day, not election week. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it, it, all these conveniences whether it's absentee or mail-in, are rife for fraud. We need to go back to same-day voting unless you've got a legit excuse, i.e. you're the military. If you want to take a vacation and go away on Election Day, that's your choice, but then you give up your right to vote. You know, do you, how much do you care about voting, right? And, you know, life happens. There was one time I missed a vote because I moved, and you know what? Right. That was just that was just life, you know? Um, but this, every state, by the way, including Georgia and Texas, who supposedly was going to tighten things up, expanded early voting. 
voting and other things. And so, you know, it's just incredibly frustrating how the Republicans continue to kowtow to the left, it, you know, because the, the left likes to scream that if you don't get whatever convenience you want, your voting rights are being taken away from you. You have the, I, I want to wrap on this and then Do- Dr. Frank is going to stay over with us. You, you know, uh, you have the everybody in this country currently has as an American citizen the right to vote. What you do not have and are not entitled to is whatever convenience that you want or that the Democrat wants for you. It is not racist to expect you to be to make a decision as an adult and accept responsibility for voting on Election Day. Right. We're going to take a break. Dr. Frank's going to stay over because, my man, I think you've got to have some more information to share with us. Yes. Oh, I have tons of stuff, tons of stuff for you. All right. Well, y'all come on back. 888-344-1170 is the call in number. com is where you can email me. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. I wanted to share with you all, that's our live number if you want to call in and actually be on the show. I know sometimes a lot of y'all call in and you want to just send a message to me via... DJ Potato Skins, or you just, you know, um, you just want to, you know, whatever. And that's why we came out with a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week comment line, 844-814-5227. That's where you can call in and give us topic ideas, uh, guest ideas, comment on any of the topics of the day, anything that's on your mind. If you want to say how fantastic we are, please do so. Please call. <laughs> um, but you call 888-344-1170 if you want to go live on air. It's not that my man doesn't like to chat with y'all and say hi to you for a couple of minutes, but he is so busy in the booth that that's why we got the 24-hour call-in line for you guys. All right. Speaking of busy, Dr. Frank has been busier than a cat covering it up, trying to expose the truth about what went on in a widespread fraud that happened in the 2020 election, which does affect much more than just Trump. This is not just about Trump, although it was horrifying given when we see that they got to dress up an Easter bunny to, you know, control Joe Biden at, at an Easter event. Okay, Dr. Frank, thank you for being with me. What else you want to share with us tonight? <laughs> oh, you're awesome, Andrew. It's a pleasure being with you. Thank you, Doc. I, um, I um, just was telling you about the, the fraud that is now admitted mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Well, that's not the only state. As you mentioned, I've been busy. I've been working very aggressively on the, with the grassroots level in 35 states. Wow. And that's beginning to pan out all around the country. Um, it's sort of, it, it's like a fire that just keeps growing hotter and hotter and the grassroots keeps growing bigger and bigger. And pretty soon the, the, the legislators have to listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an example of this was like in Kansas a couple of weeks ago, I was testifying before their elections committee and they were not happy. They had to give me this meeting because the public support mm-hmm. um, had reached such a level that they had to have me testify. And, it, and I'll just tell you one story from that before I uh, tell you the other thing, because it just shows you the state of things. So I, here I am. I get my 35 minutes, and then there's an hour of questioning, and they begin to ask questions. And there's this one legislator there. Her name is Tatum Lee. She's a freshman legislator. And she after about 10 minutes into the question, she, she has handed out to all the other people, there are about 20 people on this committee, two reports, one dated 2018, one dated 2020, 
these reports were prepared by their own House Research Division. In other words, the legislators had asked their research division to look into the voting machines. And they had reports, one dated 2018, one dated 2020. And she's looking at one of the reports and she says, you know, you guys, on this second report that we've got here dated uh, 2020, look at page seven. There's a list of all these vulnerabilities of the voting machines. That sounds like they're quoting Dr. Frank. And I had never seen these reports. Wow. What was so beautiful was in their own official meetings, they had to face the fact that their own research divisions had told them they were vulnerable in exactly the ways I found them to be vulnerable. And going back to 2018, right? Exactly. Wow. Now, but, th- and, but this is why I wanted to tell you the story. Because the next morning, the very next day, they redistrict the state of Kansas and district her, redistricted her district out of wow. the map. So in other words... What we're up against, you know, you mentioned the mainstream media. We're not just up against the mainstream media. We're up against a lot of our legislators. They're trying to keep this all under the radar. Mm-hmm. They're trying to suppress it. Anybody who's calling it into question, they're, they are taken care of. Well, and yeah. It, it, so. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, this is this is what the Jan 6 Commission is all about. The committee is all about. It's about uh, declaring that anybody who questions the outcome of an election uh, deserves to be persecuted and prosecuted in one way or another. Either they're going to round you up and throw you in the gulag and deny you bail. If you I mean, I don't know if you heard that, but a judge literally denied bail, Dr. Frank, of one of the Jan 6 defendants, because according to the judge, a Trump appointee, by the way, who's probably just trying to prove to, to the left, I'm a good guy, right? said to this defendant he was not going to release him on bail because he believed that this defendant still held an opinion that something, quote, untoward had happened in the election of 2020. And so if they're going to keep Americans an opinion, yes, doesn't get bail. That's right. And that's that is a true story that is, uh, you know, Julie Kelly from AM Greatness has been reporting on all these in excruciating detail. And we literally have political prisoners in this country because they're trying to that whole Jan six thing has been about. Yeah, there were some bad guys that did some some untoward stuff on January 6th. But the way that and, and I do believe a lot of that was fomented by the feds. Uh, just like their Fed napping plot with Gretchen Widmer, and it was it was a way to try to try to seize control over over the narrative, uh, to try to declare that anybody who questioned the outcome of the election in order to cover up the fraud is now a domestic terrorist. And so they, have, I have no doubt that they wouldn't redistrict to do whatever they got to do to shut down any office holder who dares to listen to you and agree with you. Yeah, there is a legislator in Wisconsin. Her name's Janelle Branchen. She was also a freshman legislator. You know, why is it across the country, it's the freshman legislators that are the ones championing election integrity. They were the ones that just got elected. And they're the ones who are like, they're still untainted by the system, in other words. They're still driven by truth. They're still driven by integrity. You know, the people that have been there for a long time, I'm not impugning all their integrity, but they've kind of been absorbed into the politics into the swamp they're part of the swamp and they and all they care and i actually literally believe 
And this is, y'all can call me conspiracy theory. This is my opinion, and I'm allowed to give my opinion. I believe that the Republicans and the Democrats have backroom deals done to where they're going to allow some Republicans to win so that they they can continue the facade that we have free and fair elections in this country. And uh, you you can't convince me otherwise. And, you know, the breaking news story today, which is not related to your work and what you've been doing, is that Marjorie Taylor Greene, some judge agreed that the citizens of Georgia can, I, I don't know the details, I got to research it from a legal standpoint, but there's filings that have been done to try to stop her from running for re-election because she supported a coup and an insurrection. So, um, you know, um, I, I, I feel like you ought to have security guards following you around everywhere. And, and you know, and, and when it comes to a Marjorie Taylor Greene or Americans thrown in gulags, there is no no end to the extent that they won't do to try to silence anybody who's speaking out about the truth about the elections. I agree. It's it's a little bit scary, but you know, I I look at it like you know, I'm, I never served in the military. And those those ladies and gentlemen put their lives on the line, you know. But I I can at least serve my tour. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a beautiful uh, mosaic in the Capitol building of Wisconsin that I show in my talks when I give presentations. It's a mosaic about 20 foot wide. It's right built into the dome. It's gorgeous. And it's a picture of Lady Liberty. Mm. And with one hand, she's pointing towards heaven because, of course, that's the source of our liberty, right? Our right. unalienable rights are from God. We don't get our rights from government. Government mm-hmm. takes them away. Right. But her other hand is protecting the ballot box. Ah. Because that's how we protect our liberty. And, you know, uh, Kurt Olson, uh, Mike Lindell's attorney, who I spend a lot of time working with, he, he says, you know, our politicians are behaving like they don't have to get elected. Yes. You know why? Because they don't have to. That's right. That's they the don't. Situation. That's the backroom deals you're talking about. Our situation is, is, is dismal right now. And, you know, the first rule of government is you never, ever, ever give government power. Because mm-hmm. if you give them power, you'll never get it back, right? I mean, not even for three weeks to flatten the curve. I yeah. Mean, how long do we have to wear stupid masks on airplanes? I mean, just today I got to fly back from Florida. I finally got to not have to wear a mask today. It was, it was nice to see people's faces and smiles. It's, well, it's right. Really well, they've been, <laughs> yeah, and they've, they've, that, that was by design. That was intended to turn us into collective sheep where we don't have an individual face. We're not recognizable individually. We don't have individual, individual expressions, um, whether it's body gestures and body language or our actual language. And, and it's about, you know, um, and I, I, I still support Trump. He made a lot of mistakes and, um, yeah, uh, it, this should be this should be some people are coming around that uh, that supported the shutdowns and the lockdowns and the mandates initially, but not enough. And the the and we even have some conservatives and Republicans saying that the mail the mail in ballots that came up are here to stay, and we just need to you know go along with it. Which was the worst thing about COVID was the way it was used as an excuse yeah. to steal our elections because we well, could maybe get our freedoms back at the ballot box and and vote out these clowns that are shoving this crap on us. Um, But if we don't have elections, we can't. Can I hold you over one more segment? A few more minutes? Yeah. uh, And I want to talk to you about mail-in ballots. That's a really, really important aspect. And then also you mentioned the 2000 Mules movie, and that's going to be a big thing in Wisconsin as well. 
even though that's not in that movie. So we can talk about it too, too, if you'd like. Okay, yeah. We're going to have probably about six minutes when we come back, and I'm just going to let you share everything you need to share in that six All minutes. Right. So y'all All stay right, tuned. Y'all stay tuned. we got Dr. Frank is going to stick with us. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Continuing my discussion with the one and only Dr. Frank, the genius, the data genius that is behind the election fraud analysis that's been happening in at least 35 states. And he's been working in partnership with Mike Lindell for that. And we're going to continue our discussion. Dr. Frank. You were going to tell us about the mail-in balloting and how it relates to the mules, 2,000 mules in Dinesh D'Souza movie. Yeah, you know, the people like the convenience of mail-in votes, but let me tell you why it's such a bad idea. First, let me remind you how the, how the steal is happening. What they do is they inflate the rolls in advance of the election. So what happens is you have a lot of people on the rolls that are not real voters, people that are not really going to put in ballots. Well, why would you do that? Because then you can put in ballots using their names. That's why. Then during the election, they're monitoring what's going on during the election. And, and mostly that has to do with just hacking into the various election systems so you know everybody who's voted. But more importantly, who's not voted? Because when you know who's not voted, you know who to stuff for. Ah. When you know who's voted, you can make a bit. When you know who's voted, you can say, aha, we can make a pretty good estimate where we stand in the tallies just from that. Now, let me tell you about mail-in voting. If you think about it, the USPS takes pride in the fact that they scan every mail-in ballot. They scan it when it leaves the registrars, the, 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 the county officials' offices. They scan it when it's returned. They even brag about it on their webpage. And that's a service, by the way, that they will sell. It's a subscription service. Many clerks that I um, have met with across the country say, yeah, that every morning they get an email telling them everybody who sent in a ballot to them. They haven't even opened the mail yet. And they already know because the USPS has scanned it for them. Well, guess what? You can buy, Andrea K could buy that service. You could know everybody that had been mailed a ballot or returned a ballot. Zuckerberg has a national subscription to the, to the USPS service. So as soon as you allow mail-in ballots to happen, in large numbers, you're basically telling everybody who wants that service who's voted. Wow. And who's not voted if you have the rolls as well. So in, essentially what you're doing by doing mail-in voting is you're equipping the bad guys to stuff ballot. Wow. I'm not necessarily opposed to early voting as long as it's completely not in the mail. You know, let's say that you knew you had to be out of town. Well, you could go in and say, hey, I need an absentee ballot. I, I want to turn in my ballot. But it should not be recorded anywhere that you did that. Well, uh, and there should be. Well, excuse me, because we only have about a minute left. Well, but there yeah, there should be real checks and balances. When you what happened with the absentee ballots is you had unilaterally secretaries of state and other and other people going around and, and or even in George Kemp in Georgia cooking up deals uh, to avoid the checks and balances involving the absentee bo- absentee ballots. I think it needs to be in yeah. person on a paper ballot is what I think that we need to go back to. That's just me. Absolutely. That's just me. Not because just you, it's all of us. It's the state of the art. 
<laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, with military being the only exceptions, it's supposed to be election day, not election three weeks. And then we and then and then it leaves room for the uh, um, uh, the this. Pennsylvania, Supreme Court of Pennsylvania just saying, you know what, we're going to rewrite election law and allow mail-in ballots and absentees to be counted four days later. Dr. Frank, I'm going to have to have you back on a regular basis um, because even over 30 minutes is just not enough time. God bless you. Thank you for all you're doing for us and promise me you'll come back soon. Oh, you bet. Anytime, Andrea. All right. Thanks, hon. And y'all come on back. Another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Stay with us. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.